everybody, it is time for another edition of Jizz Talking on our Sunday evening. Here with us is the one and only Goddess Severa. And Severa, how are you doing today? Great. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm actually really excited to be here. Is it is it hot where you're at right now? Like deadly hot? It's so it's so hot that you can at some point you'll see my shirt sweating. And in fact, before when you and I were just chatting, I was wearing a skirt and I just had to get up and take it off because it is hotter than balls here in LA. Nobody is going to complain. I almost want to say, how hot is it? So hot. But anyway, we certainly welcome uh, Mistress uh, Goddess Severa. Her website, want to get that out there right away, is uh, Goddess severa.com and when we put the replay up i'll have the links to our website and a few other things up there and uh you are a lifestyle person now what is what what does a lifestyle person do and what how long have you been doing this so i've been in the scene as a dom over 20 years and um my long-running website has been up since 1999 and so i've been faithfully updating it every week for over 20 years now and so it, it is more than um, just my website though it is something that I think you're hardwired to do from just the way your sexuality is so I identify as kinky as someone who's always been like this and just like someone might be gay I'm kinky so I've been into the scene since I was too young to be decent. You know, it's just always like I was always trying to, you know, spank kids or come up with reasons. You know, when people play house or something, I would someone had to get punished, and so I was I was always inventing reasons why um, that had to happen, cross-dressing boys and things like that. And so it just grew from there. When I grew really tall. Then people sort of came to me uh, naturally wanting to be dominated too. So my physical attributes and then just my internal kink were a really good fit for this scene. Right. I was earlier. You really didn't want to be referred to as a dominatrix, but I said she's six foot five, and and she if she steps in your balls, you're going to think that she's a dominatrix. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I gained a little bit of weight lately. I'm trying to gain a little bit of weight to get up to 200 clicks too. So if I did step on your balls, you'd, you'd really tap out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have the weight for somebody who's eight foot seven. So, oh. <laughs> uh, but, uh, speaking of getting your balls stepped on, Richard Pacheco, Hall of Fame, AVN Hall of Famers with us. Richard, I always like to start out with you because you always have a, a, a cool anecdote or something for our guests and I know you've probably got something up your sleeve today. Well, I'm completely out of my element here, Patrick. Um, you know, I had to play an S&M scene once with Serena. This is talking 40 years ago. Uh, I'm an old man now. Um, and I had, Serena was lovers with a man named Jamie Gillis. I don't know your familiarity with the porn world, but Jamie Gillis was a gigantic star and a very dark soul and um, did all kind of SM activities. And Serena was his queen. And I did not, I had no experience in that world at all. None, zero. And um, I had to spank her <laughs> in this movie. 
and I, I was like Jerry Lewis driving a Ferrari. I had no idea what to do, and was very sad. And 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 I got through it as fast as I can. Plus, I'm I live in Berkeley, um, and was toilet trained in a women's liberation commune, and the idea that I'm spanking women was not going to go over well with the, the 1960s and 70s consciousness that I was living in. So it was um, a brave new world to me, but, uh, you know, I watched it. Uh, and I'm here today, and Patrick, you need, I, I've had this revelation, and then I'll be quiet. Um, when I come on and there's people from today's sex world, for me, I've discovered it's really like time travel in both directions. Uh, my experience in the sexual business community is ancient history. Uh, I know nothing about what goes on today. So I'm, I'm a tourist in, a, in the future. And I come to listen to you to see what your life is like and what's going on now, because I have no idea. Um, on the other hand, I'm old. So I'm time traveling in both directions at the same time, because usually the people sitting in your chair are half my age or a quarter of my age. And so I'm looking at younger people who are going through phases that I've done already. And um, I, I don't know how to relate to them in, in this time, but I do have a sense of uh, the prog progression through life. So it's a very awkward thing for me to do. Uh, having said all that, I'm happy to be here and learn something. And uh, hi, nice to meet you. Thank you, Patrick. Oh, Richard. Uh, Richard was in one of my favorite all-time movies called Up and Coming with Marilyn Chambers and John Holmes. I mean, that's that's got some age on it. And uh, <laughs> of course, anytime the disc jockey can get a blowjob, I'm all for that because I used to be in radio. So That, that was uh, the part I played in that movie. Yeah, I was root for the disc jockey, and Richard was the disc jockey on, uh, on that uh, all-star cast. I mean... Uh, uh, Marilyn Chambers, John Holmes, of course, Richard Pacheco, uh, Herschel Savage, Lisa DeLeu, uh, just an all-star cast right there. It's just amazing. Um, so anyway, that, you know, Richard comes into it as, as a little long in the tooth, but he's here to, to learn as well. We always welcome Richard for, for stopping by. Um, so um, you uh, told me earlier that you are a black belt. Black belt Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yes. And then how, so, how many years how many years have you been doing that? How many sorry you dropped out for a second. How many years how many did years that did I do been, that? Yeah. Oh so I'm I so that took me about uh, ten years to attain that level and I had to um, compete to get that belt. And that is, um, lends itself naturally to the S&M world because you can um, apply a lot of the things from jiu-jitsu to the kink world. Um, just being comfortable with contact, being comfortable with men, bigger men, stronger men. And I think that's the thing about fighting is you just have to get used to someone uh, on top of you um, that contact is something that women aren't taught to be used to, like being down on the ground, someone on top of you. And so doing jiu-jitsu, training with men, training for worst-case scenarios, um, getting the comfort zone now for me is can be on the ground. So 
that lends itself well to physical beatdowns, choking, um, whoops, um, all sorts of impact play. Being assaulted by my light here. One second. There we go. Excuse the panty shell. <laughs> oh, no, so, please yes. bother me. So, <laughs> that's like I said, really hot here. <laughs> so yes, oh. it's it's a good it's a it's a good um it's a good tool in my toolbox of things to have as well as doming things. It's just another um, using my hands my body is an implement of destruction and a weapon. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah. John, John was the first one in the room, so we'll let John go first uh, on the questions. John, go ahead. Hey, John. All right, all right. This is my second one, and this is pretty cool. I, uh, it's just amazing, like, you do this stuff, and you're 6'5", and... It's pretty awesome. You probably got to teach me something, you know. I love teaching men a lesson. Happily. Yeah. <laughs> All right. John, I have, how, tall, uh, how tall are you, John? How tall are you, John? Um, six foot. You look like a big guy, too. Oh, I, I try to be a big guy, but, you know, you know, why you well, know maf mafia i know not to mess with that oh well <laughs> i'm sorry i'm from buffalo new york but i live in arizona ah okay and so what uh do you have a question for me john or was there something that you were curious about uh, you kind of enjoy what you do and, yeah and i I'm just learning more about it, like, like, I, I don't know, it's pretty awesome. I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> no, that's great. You know what? Sometimes it's really fun for me to play with big guys like you mm -hmm. because you may not have interacted with taller women. And when I wear my giant, like, eight-inch heels, uh -huh. it's really fun as well because yeah. men aren't used to looking up like this, so the height comparisons can be pretty entertaining. Well, I'm 100% fluffy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's pretty cool. Go Thank you. All right. Thanks, John. Uh, uh, Severa, do you do any of the, uh, the cons or the um, exoticas or AVNs or anything like that? You know, I'm sort of a player who's been quietly doing my own thing for a lot of years. So I, I try to sort of lay a little bit low um, just because I have another life outside of the scene. And so this isn't the only thing I do. And so I just try to keep a low profile as far as not being out there too much. Like once once you're out there on the web, people the internet is forever, but um, I haven't pursued those sort of um, like fairs and stuff. I was once in Sexpo in New York. Did you, do you remember that? That was back in, that was at the Jacob Javits Center. Did you ever go to any of those conventions? No, they had a pamphlet and I was like the person that was a modeling for that and all sorts of subway scenes. 
that we shot like at 4.30 in the morning on the subway and all these like crazy get-ups, yeah. <laughs> I know at Exotica they do have what's called the dungeon and that's kind of their own separate little little deal over on the side. So that's something to consider sometimes. So something to, uh, to think about. Uh, let's go over to Charles. Charles is one of those guys that uh, shows up every week and he always has a couple of good questions and he's only missed one. Uh, I feel like I'm the shortest guy in the room. I'm like five feet ten. I don't know what, quite what to ask because this isn't really, I mean, I'm more interested in like adult stuff, but this is kind of an area that I'm not that familiar with. I sort of, I live in the Bay Area, so I'm familiar with like where Richard's coming from. And, you know, I, I'm kind of just kind of looking for like more information from you, I think. So where where a good um, segue is sometimes like the sex and pornos it's just sex right? right it's just fucking what what doming adds to all of that is a narrative a story behind why someone why some sort of activity is happening to somebody that shouldn't be happening so for instance abuse of power is like a really fun role play where I mean like you would have for instance in porn some school teacher seducing a student so that's right. that's a role play the pizza delivery that guy could, that kind of thing that sort of thing where someone is seduced into doing something bad and so that's like a good way for you to understand like how if you wanted to make your own life kinky how would you go about doing that role play is a really good start for that because you can, so like when I watch porn, sometimes I have to come up with an idea. Like, well, why is he doing that? And who are these people? I think um, for me, it's hotter than just to like see. Okay, well, that's that's sex. That's why. That's kind of that? why I like I like I like like kind of eighties porn where there was a story yeah. and you know there, yes. kind of, there was a kind of storyline throughout the story. And there was yeah. like you get it, yeah. right, right, right. So, so when I have playdates with someone, or I do one of my wacky movies, that's we start with that like a concept like that, and so it's it can be it. Sure, you can have like your activities that you're interested in, but it's really about actually connecting with the person and okay. trying to figure out okay. What, why do you like this? What makes you tick? Why is this hot? Now let's find that idea and go further with it. Because like anybody can just fuck, right? But right. How, how well equipped are you to get into their head? Because that's actually mm -hmm. where sex is, is in the head. And so, so there's a, a lot, lot of psychology my, to it that. Yeah. And so for me, that's the hotter thing. And, and doming traditionally does not include uh, sex, like fucking. Um, right. Some people, do, some people do, and no judgment. But it, it tends to to really try to get into your head more to figure out like what do you fantasize about and why. And let's let's see how fun it can be if we make you a different character. Mm -hmm. some, something that may have been living in you for a long time so you don't have to escape in your head during sex but you can be more present okay. into a scene D 
Does that make sense to you? That does make sense to me, yes. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I like to do is um, offer people a place where they can live their fantasy, which mm-hmm. may be something that they haven't shared with somebody else, that's something right. that they might be a little shy about or for good reason not want to tell their spouse or their girlfriend Partner, because yeah. because people are judgmental. And so yeah. I'm like a pro- professional secret keeper where it doesn't matter what you tell me because uh, I'm going to go away at the end and you're safe. So similar and so to a that is really, kind of? um, well, I wouldn't, I don't have a degree in, well, no, in but therapy, I mean, yeah. but, but sort of, yeah. So just to, to provide a place for you to be accepted, you know, within reasons. And I have right. my own boundaries of things that I won't allow. But if you mm-hmm. want to tell me about your secrets then and be accepted and to not worry about it, then that is a great place to, to see a dom, um, depending mm-hmm. on the dom, of course, can be a great place where you can live that out and try something with no judgment. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for yeah. explaining that better. You're welcome. What are, what are some of the things that are on your no list? You just mentioned some things you won't get into with, with them. What, what would a couple of them be? Uh, you know, in um, BDSM, we have the credo of sane, safe, consensual. So um, nothing, I don't do anything personally that's really, gross or harmful i don't do like extreme as far as humiliation Um, i want it to be a healthy experience one that you feel empowered by afterwards where you can get it you can feel like great about the experience not um, like and some guys like to be like that extreme humiliation but it's just not my personal kink so i like it when people feel like elevated by the experience and just to, because I think that people who are happier sexually and in their mind are happier people overall, just in the world. Sure. Yeah, sure. Fantastic. Hey, next week's guest, is going to be the 4th of July show. And next week's guest is going to be the one and only Billy D. And uh, Billy D was a, a legend back in the day. And I've, I've seen a lot of his movies. And uh, one of my favorites is, uh, any place, any time with uh, Seika and a couple other folks in that movie as well, too. So um, Lee Carroll was in there, Billy D. Uh, Bill Margold was even in that movie, too. So it was kind of an entertaining, entertaining movie as well. Mike Rangers in that as well. So Billy D. will hopefully be our guest next week. He says, I don't have to work, and that's the only time you're going to get me. And so if we're going to get him, we're going to get him next week. So July 4th will be Billy D., and we'll be here with that. At, uh, on Sunday night. I also want to promote that this last week, uh, was last week, I went to, I live in Iowa, and I drove to South Dakota, and uh, I met with the one and only Lynn LeMay, and she sent back some cards that she signed, and um, they also include 30 minutes of whatever you want to watch on hotmovies.com, and so uh, these are for sale for 10 bucks a pop. Just hit me up. And I will mail them, one of them to you, and uh, you can watch 30 minutes of your favorite stuff. It doesn't even have to be Lynn. It can be anybody, and it's on um, hotmovies.com. 
actually they've got it branded lynnlemay.com, but you go there and then uh, it switches into hot movies. So anyway, I've got a bunch of those cards she sent with me and they're 10 bucks a pop. So that's something that uh, uh, we did a couple weeks ago. I'm just a fantastic day with Lynn. She's just so amazing and so nice. So, uh, hey, let's go over to our other John and uh, John W. Let's talk to John and see what's up there. Hey, John. Hello. How are we doing today? Good. Good. I was uh, curious about uh, Severa's early life. Did she like play basketball in high school or and on to university or does she go into uh, dancing or something? Um, so I actually did play high school and uh, college ball national team, and then I played professionally in Germany, Australia, and Switzerland. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And I was a real, um, I rode horses, so I started with a family that was quite robust, and um, so I was, athletics were always very important um, when I was growing up, and, and athletics were a way for me to see the world really, and to travel, because, you know, when you graduate from university, you have no money, usually, and to be able to play professional basketball overseas was an invaluable experience, and, and you know, actually, I'm not that big for an international player. I'm 6'5", but I, I look like just a, a toothpick compared to those ladies from, like, China or Russia and Germany. There was this girl that played in China who is a giant, you know, and you have that um, condition on your pituitary gland. Right. So she was like seven, seven foot two. Wow. And so I just looked like this next to her. Yeah. So very small. You're yeah. a point guard. <laughs> and sort of, but I can't handle the ball. So, yeah. so uh, where are you located now? In Florida? No, I'm in Los Angeles. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's hot in Los Angeles? Oh, I think I have a, like a sweat stain starting. <laughs> it's very hot. <laughs> Nobody's complaining about your sweat stain. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sweaty belly. <laughs> so did, you, did you compete uh, in the equestrian? I did. Uh, all the sports that I've competed in, I had to compete to go to my next level. And so, yeah, I think whatever I've, whatever I really focus on in life, I do at a competitive level. Uh -huh. Did you go do like uh, barrel racing or jumping or? Uh, um, I was, uh, I did equestrian like dressage. Oh, dressage. So, so that's, that's more about, um, elements that you move with the horse and some jumping but um mostly dressage oh nice <laughs> yeah yeah i needed a big horse yeah. do you have your own horses now no i don't that's something that i had to give up horses are expensive they're like a drug that you need to like just feed feed the horse stable the horse and it's it's a very expensive but i i sure do miss horses they were my first love yeah nice <laughs> yeah thanks okay well thank you right. yeah, it's nice to meet you thanks john nice to meet you um so let's talk a little bit about your website and um i do see there's various things on the website if we want to uh kind of go through a few of those if you want to talk about what, what sure. things you have going on 
So on my website, that's divided into videos and photos. And so, like I said, I've been exhaustively updating it every week for over 20 years. And so wow. the sort of things that, that you'll see there are like solo glam shots, but then uh, with slaves. So with slaves is where there's the most variety. So because it involves some sort of corporal punishment or true, true slavery, things that would happen in a dungeon. Then I do uh, wrestling. So that's a whole other category that some people don't associate with uh, the whole Dom thing. And that can, that's a little sexier, but it also is based on athleticism. And from there, you can do like hand over mouth, um, choking, breath play, beat down, smothering, just like I mentioned before, using my body to keep men as my little playthings. Um, also like cross-dressing, a height comparison with short guys. Because there are just people who specifically just want to compare themselves to me, like their hands, my feet, how tall they are, just sort of more vanilla-ish games, not, none of the scary stuff, uh, the, the gentle, sweet height comparison people. And then what else do we have? Things like even smaller niches like that, like lap sitting. Some, some guys really like to sit on my lap. And so I try, to, I try to include everybody. There tends to be maybe more of the with slaves and wrestling and solo stuff. And then the other stuff gets filled up every now and then. Yeah. Wow, that sounds interesting. Back when I was in the radio, um, the Chicago Knockers mud wrestling team came to town. And they put me and some other doofus up on the stage. I'll let those two guys wrestle them. And we got our asses kicked. <laughs> they threw me off the stage covered in mud and then all four of the girls piled up on my partner and they pinned him and and uh that was kind of unique but that was yeah they uh they threw us around pretty good but uh that was the it was the chicago knockers mud wrestling team and they came around and toured all over the midwest all over the world i think as well too but, yeah, uh, I wouldn't mess with someone called the Chicago Knockers. <laughs> yeah. We had a video of it, and uh, it was pretty entertaining. So just covered in this, it was Mississippi silt mud. And I got Dr. Old probably six weeks after that, and they looked at my ears, and they were still digging that mud out of my ears. Uh, <laughs> nice. But that was their... Wrestling is great. Wrestling is great. Mud wrestling is a little different from what I do, but, like, total props to... Um, the pro wrestlers, that's not easy stuff. You have to really know what you're doing yeah. to yeah. to be jumping off the ropes like that. That's hard on the body. Yeah. This is just a padded, it looked like a huge baby pool, um, probably 12 feet by 12 feet on a, a farm hay, hay wagon. Oh, and, gosh. Uh, filled with this Mississippi silt. And uh, Well, that you were very brave to do that, Patrick. Well, I was... I was <laughs> As I used to say, I was young, dumb, and full of cum, and that's, and that's <laughs> but anyway, that was, uh, also, I was going to show you from uh, Exotica a couple of years ago, let me share something, was, uh, was they had these gals, and these were uh, gals that, uh, Michaela, Michaela, and Amazon Amanda, there you go, see, you knew those gals, yeah, anyway, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, they, they had those Exotica uh, that uh, were just, that's what they did. They didn't, they didn't really get, I mean, 
it wasn't a sexy sex thing. It was just uh, right. they were in that Dom area that nobody really talked about unless you had the secret. Oh, really? Yeah. Those are both great ladies. Amazon Amanda once gave me a lap dance. And if, if you, y'all don't know who she is, she is a very tall lady, but she probably weighs maybe 400 pounds. Is that wow. the, And is she's, that the, lo- the, the, that's, yeah. Yeah, and she is lovely, just a gorgeous person, and she, I'm skinny compared to her, I don't have a booty like that whatsoever, and she has a bottom like this, and she just gave me the best lap dance ever, it was really inspiring, and Michaela, to your right here, is, she's great, she's been in the scene for a long time too, we used to have something called Amazon Fest, where all the Amazons would get together, but that hasn't happened for several years, but these two used to come out for that. Is that, um, for you, is that a flattering term or is that a not so flattering term? No, it's not a pejorative at all. I, I call myself an Amazon. I call myself a giantess. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm the real deal. Right. right. Oh yeah. You sure. are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's uh, uh, the screen back here, but yeah. So, those are just some, and my wife is six foot tall, so I another picture with them next to her, and they're like, oh, my God. So I think my wife's you, Patrick? Say what? How I'm, tall are you? I'm, I'm six foot two. Okay, so she's, she doesn't tower over you, except um, when she wears heels. <laughs> and she, she says I'm not coordinated enough to do that, so say, where's flats? <laughs> Anyway, hey, let's uh, swing things over to our good friend, Eric Monty. What's new in Philly today, Eric? It's hot. It's hot? Is your belly sweaty like uh, Severa's? Yeah. Oh, God. If, if I should go off and on, just stay with me. Sometimes my, my connection's unstable, okay? Just sure. stay with me. Um, Severa, I, like Richard, I'm also kind of new at this, but I learned a lot a few years back about what you do. A friend of mine or an acquaintance in New England, he used to like to go to New York for the wrestling. He used to go to this place called Tempest Wrestling. I don't know if you're with him. Or not. I, th- I thought I saw your picture. Yeah, 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 I know Lisa, the owner from Tempest yeah. Wrestling. Sure. Yeah. He used to like just getting spun around and getting pinned, and he, and he was a big guy. He just enjoyed it. And then I, I actually interviewed a girl, and you'll probably understand this knowing, of course. But, and she said to me, well, my real name's Richard. Eric is my stage name. You know? But she says, Rich, a lot of the clients that come to me are guys that are in power, like judges and people that have a lot of power, and they want to, yeah. like, you know, give over that power and, you know, like, uh, give it up to the woman, you know, relinquish it. And But they, they, it's a healthy way to do it. But that's something I guess you know, but I didn't know that, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it's, uh, that's a really good uh, thing for you to, to have picked up. It's, it's a place, sometimes, like, People just don't want to have to be in charge. And when you're being dominated, it's like someone is taking care of you. Yes, nurturing. They're, they're, they're taking care of you. They're nurturing in their own way, of course. Mm-hmm. But it's all, all of my attention is 100% focused on the person. And they are not telling me what to do. It's the reverse. So they can just be present and forget about the outside world and their job and their responsibility abilities and we can just I, I it's almost meditative i feel great after a session because i'm totally present and i i don't know if other people have problems being distracted in life but when 
I do this sort of stuff with my playmates. You really are in the moment. It's impossible to be thinking about other things. And so all sorts of people from firefighters to cops and uh, just strong men, CEOs, um, find relief in being able to just leave the outside world away for a bit. Yeah, that was a revelation to me. You know? And he, he talked about something called subspace. You know? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You can see in someone's eyes when they go into subspace, it's, it's like a shift in their face. <laughs> it's really interesting in their eyes. They're, they're, they're in the scene. In the moment. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I learned a lot. You know, like I said, I was like Richard. I didn't have a clue. And then when I spoke to this woman, she really, you know, educated me. You know, that. And the men of, of power, like the judge, she usually has a couple judges, like really, you know, and she, of course, she was very discreet about everything, but she said, these guys are men of power and authority, a lot of them, who felt good, you know, abdicating. That's right. That's right. And everybody needs some relief from that sort of responsibility, right? And to have a little break from having to be in control all the time is a great way to just replenish your energy as if you can have a timeout. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And that's something too is is being discreet on something like that. You just can't say, I'll put on your website, yeah, I met with Bob Jones last week and he's a judge over in the you know yeah. fifth <laughs> I mean you you are you do have to be a very, very good secret keeper. Yeah, and um, for the guys out there, you really want to vet who you see carefully before you see them because there is just uh, something in the news about some dom um, putting some uh, politicians she she videotaped him secretly and then put it on OnlyFans and that is so wrong so really do your homework before you see people because you know this is it's your your livelihood may be at stake. So you want to know that you're going to a, a trustworthy provider, someone who's got ironclad credentials and who cares about you. Right. Certainly. That's, that's for sure. So you don't want to, you know, go to my luck. I'd go to the town gossip. Maybe at Hardy's the next day talking about it. <laughs> no, that's terrible. <laughs> that, that's that's such a terrible thing no you should and that is just it doesn't do the industry any good whatsoever to have someone do that sort of thing and you know that's just so unfair to do um so you're based out of california do you do you go on locations anywhere or do you just pretty much stay in la no, so before the pandemic, I would tour and uh, I would, I lived in New York City for 10 years. And so I would go back there. So, um, but some of the cities that I travel to, New York, DC, Chicago, San Francisco, sometimes Miami, um, basically the just hit sort of the outer edge of the States. And then also uh, Frankfurt, Cologne, London have been good places. Wow. And then you basically advertise on your website, or how do people know where you're going to be? Yeah, you know, arrows.com used to be a good website, but then they uh, were sold. 
And so that's no longer a platform to advertise on. So now I just mainly do it on like Twitter places, um, online platforms like Twitter, uh, Session Girls, uh, my website, goddessbear.com. And on Twitter, I have, I'm have pretty engaged with my fans there. So I'll always put, I'll pin to my profile if something is coming up. Right. What did you say your website address is? Um, goddess. G-O-D-D-E-S-S, Severa, S-E-V-E-R-A.com. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, what was your Twitter handle? Uh, it's just my name, Goddess Severa. I can't remember where I saw you or what happened where it came up. It says, I, I just thought that was, you, you were so unique that uh, I just thought, you know, you'd be great for our show and great. We'd like to switch it up one time. You know, we want to talk to legends. We want to talk to current uh, stars. We talked to Sarah J a couple weeks ago. And uh, uh, we're going to talk to Billy D next week. And we've talked to, we've had Christy Canyon on. We've had all the biggies on. And um, and so we just certainly wanted to float it around and, and get some more. And like I said, next, um, the week after we have Billy on, we're going to do a preview to Exotica. Uh, we're going to have some of the stars that are going to be in various booths. I do have a a, a booth uh, chart from where we can see where people are going to be. And we're going to talk a little bit about what we can see at Exotica in Chicago. And then uh, the following Sunday, I'll be at Exotica in Chicago. And maybe we'll round up a few folks from there as well, too. But I certainly uh, want to go around and pitch to various stars there that, uh, hey, we're available on Sunday nights and we just love to sit down and talk for about an hour and and the worst is if they have a, a PR person because uh, PR I think stands for pretty risky that they're going to show up <laughs> jump through hoops and oh I've had a couple of bad experiences with PR people but anyway um, it is what it is so we're going to try and get a few of the uh, stars that you know if you have a million uh, Twitter followers you're a pretty big I think a pretty big star on Twitter and so we want to get a few of those gals on as well as some of the guys too. So, uh, but I think so far there's only like three guys uh, that are going to be at uh, Exotica. So, and Herschel, I'm taking Herschel again, uh, Richard. So we have that to uh, deal with. Tell him I said hi. Yeah. He says, I want to buy a fucking steak. <laughs> okay. We can make that work. So anyway, I, uh, we're going to go back around the horn again to uh, John again. And maybe by this time, uh, John, uh, are you, are you uh, come up with a question for uh, Severa? You kicked out? No, I'm right here. Oh, okay. Oh, do you have a question for her, Dad? Well, uh, yeah, hop on, bub. Yeah, come on. No. <laughs> All right. Is that your is that your dad? Yeah. Oh, he's like leaving the room now. Oh, he's got a cute face too. <laughs> you got a cute face too. <laughs> she just said you have a cute face. <laughs> how tall is your dad i'm the foster dad hey there oh foster dad okay that's that's a dad that's a dad <laughs> what's going on that's your boy he's cute my foster boy yep oh that's nice like <laughs> i have a question like, how much do you charge, like, just to do it, you know, the scenes and stuff? 
really we can't. Yeah, I don't. Re- I don't really like to talk about specific. Okay, I'm like sorry. That sort of thing. No big yeah. deal. I was yeah. just curious yeah. because. Yeah. No big deal. Uh, but anyway, yeah. um, Johnny, other questions for Goddess Savera? No. All right. Well, you have to check out our webpage now. Uh, Savera, is that a membership page? You you sign up to be a member. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's, um, I think it's um, just for a monthly membership, and you can have a recurring membership as well. Sounds good. Okay. I think that's, you know, yeah. really anymore, that's that's the way to go, because you're always guaranteed a, an income. I mean, it's with, a, uh, it's a passive income yes it's a way um back in the back in the day it was a really good way to make money but these days uh porn tends to be free online mm-hmm. have you had yeah. um providers talk to you about how it's hard to make a living because things are pirated or things no, are free no, online no, no like i i know it's stuff it's free online and stuff in I know it's a hard living for you guys just, uh, you know, get paid. And- um, how, how about you, Patrick? Do, do the ladies on your show talk about that? Um, what, what's happened lately, and a couple of, of them talked to me privately, is they'll record a, a OnlyFans session or a show, and then some idiot takes the show off and then puts it on another site. And, and you're not making any money doing that. Right, and right. you make the initial three ninety nine or five ninety nine or twelve ninety nine, um, and then your revenue is gone because they've just stolen it. Yeah. Uh, I wish there was more of the DMCA stuff that that would crack down really hard on those people and do that. Yeah, uh, it's um, it's difficult to make a a living when with that sort of um, piracy happening. So I've sort of shifted it in my thinking because I'm like a small peanuts uh, producer, director, editor. Um, I pay for the videographer, but I'm doing everything myself. And so it just is, it is expensive and it takes a lot of time to do a video. And so when people steal it, it really sucks, but I think of it as advertising and it's just always good to keep the videos coming out, but it's a different sort of revenue than it was in the early 2000s when this sort of stuff, the content, um, people were excited to get it. And now they can just go to Pornhub or Xvideo and someone has put it online there. And right. so it's, it's this, um, it makes me not want to make new videos sometimes. And so I would say like the best experience is one where you can actually be brave and do it in person if you can. Sure. There's no replacement for meeting somebody in person, really. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I would, um, you know, if it was me doing a movie, I'd watermark the shit out of that thing. And and you would have my website. You can steal it, but it's got my website all over it. And uh, right. it, it might take away, you know, I, I did see, you know, um, you, you've heard of the, the Houston 600 with the uh, Houston porn star, Houston uh, bang 600 guys. Um well, they had uh, um, Rob uh, Spallone had the Houston 300 or something like that. Anyway, it was it was uh, one gal had sex with guys who weighed over 300 pounds. And so they just put their websites right on the asses of those guys. And uh, he, he had to watch the scene with the website bounced up and down on their asses. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, you know... <laughs> 
Yeah, not sure if that's. I'm not sure if that's something I would do. I do have. A, I do have a question for for the group though, and sure. that is, when where do you go to get your um, like porn that you personally like? And like, is OnlyFans does it provide something that a member site doesn't? Because people, this is why I'm asking is because people keep saying, you got to do OnlyFans. It's the place to go. But I am already have this huge member site of my own, so I kind of feel like, why would I spend my energy doing OnlyFans? So what, what would OnlyFans or other sites like that provide that a member website wouldn't? Anybody? Um, I'll take a crack at it first since... I, I run everybody's microphone. Um, OnlyFans has the brand recognition right now. But unfortunately, it is a crowded space now, and everybody's on it. And you've got to know who you're looking for. Now, Christy Canyon was on it uh, when she started. I think her monthly reoccurring revenue was $7.99 a month. She found, she dropped it down to $3.99, ah. double her money. Because really? Everybody's gonna really bitch about three ninety nine. They may bitch about seven ninety nine or ten ninety nine, but three ninety nine. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. She she's double double her income because of that. Um, as she told me, or told a lot of people, I guess. But anyway, that's kind of hers. But I think that the brand recognition is OnlyFans. Now she and, and a lot of other girls are also on Sext Panther, where you can text and and do that sort of stuff. And some guys just may want to lurk and text and not even show their face and do whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, I'll let the other guys answer. And um, I, I don't want, you know, I, I work with this a lot. I don't watch a lot of porn on, on any of the sites. I just don't. If I want, if I want a classic movie, I'll watch up and coming with Richard Pacheco. <laughs> <laughs> But, and that, well, I'll, I'll get into that question after we uh, circulate this is question. That, is Go that ahead. on VHS or, or DVD, uh, Richard? Both. <laughs> both. Yeah. But uh, when my That's wife awesome. and I first started dating, this was the first porn movie we watched, well, I watched with her. She, oh, um, she liked the, the Thousand and One Cum Shot movies. And so oh, she really? wanted a plot, she'd watch uh, Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> and now she's met enough people she can't watch any movie of anybody she's met so oh, really? goes on the shelf so oh, that's interesting <laughs> that's that's really nice that you can watch porn with your wife because some people get so uptight about it and yeah. so threatened and that's not necessary really it's something that i think is something that can be exciting for both people it's not it's not that you necessarily want your wife to be that person it's something like to share and i have a hard time sometimes explaining to vanilla people why they shouldn't be threatened by this stuff now when you watch porn who were your favorite actors and actresses and what do you want what what genre do you watch Ooh, there's a there's a prime question <laughs> i <laughs> I I don't watch kink stuff particularly. I um sort of like watching anal porn. 
<laughs> and um, I do like, I've always been hardwired towards banking. So that, that is something. And I do like a little bit of abuse of power. So I don't have like particular, I, I don't know the particular people. I just kind of um, scroll through till I found, find like a compilation that I like. And uh, yeah, do the nasty to myself pretty quickly. And then I get on with my day having rewarded myself. <laughs> so like a thousand and one anal cum shots. Uh, no, not quite like that, but uh, you got the idea. Right, right. Yeah. And the other guy. It's fun. Yeah, yeah I, I wanted to ask. There actually used to be a place in San Francisco. I don't know if it's still there, but they used to have a place called, what was it? It was like a film studio thing for kink. Yeah. I didn't know if you were it. familiar with that. Yeah, yeah. That was, uh, that was amazing what those guys could get away with. Because really, you're not supposed to tie people up and fuck them but mm -hmm. somehow they did that and they were pretty hardcore i think they um did a lot of stuff like a lot of gangbangs and a lot yeah. of bondage with gangbangs too i was i was pretty amazed what sort of stuff they were putting out it was pretty hardcore it was really interesting because at one point they advertised on craigslist that they were looking for people to be in a movie not sexually but it was like so they filmed in san francisco in a bookstore and there was one guy, like, basically fucking another woman, and we were, like, there just watching, and we had to sign a release, and, you know, I don't know what became of the movie. You were like, there? Oh, you were one of the background being, people? Like, in the crowd. So, but you were one of the people in the background? Yeah. Oh, wow. So you were just reading your book, looking up the book? Kind of, or... yeah. <laughs> but it was kind of, it was a weird experience, but I'm glad I did it, and, you know. That was God. That was years ago. I'd forgotten about that. And have, have any of you guys, aside from Richard, like been filmed doing sex stuff? What is your interest in this scene, Eric? You have. Oh, I'll unmute. Yeah, you yeah. gotta unmute him. Yeah, unmute yourself, there, Eric. No, I was in. This, I was in the business from '83 to '99 as, as an actor, as a little woman. So I, as a writer, and you know, I supplemented my income and kind of enjoyed some of the girls I was with, or most of the girls I was with. I was not that well known. You were a, you were a porn performer. Yes. Interesting. And has that been tough to not be in the industry yes. afterwards? Like, did you no. do you find like you're missing the attention and all that? You know, I, wet pussy. I, I like the attention. Yeah, and. Um, I thought you were going to say it's tough because it's been tough with me with my family and some friends, you know, that I've been, you know, kind of. When they, when they find out what you do they have or what you did. South Philly is a lot, Richard, you know, I mean, South Philly is a lot like Brooklyn, you know, people talk and there's a lot of, it's close to the community sure. and it's been very, very tough. But I yeah. like attention because before I got into the adult film industry, I was, I used to be a nude model at an all girls art school in Philly. <laughs> oh, nice. That was really different, yeah. So that, you know, but anyway, no, it's, uh, I liked it. I just, I think, I don't know if Richard would agree with me, uh, Richard, you and the other guy here. I think to be an adult film actor, you have to have a, 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 a you know, a side of you that's a, a bit of an exhibitionist. Would you agree, Richard? Well, I learned at the 
price of great humiliation that that's true because I wasn't an exhibitionist. I, I went into the industry I went into the industry thinking I'm going to get laid over here and I don't care if you watch me because I'm getting laid. <laughs> but that's not what like the industry is. The industry is like looking right in the camera and masturbating in front of people because you can't guarantee that the girl, woman or whoever man you're working with whatever you're doing um, is going to help you you've got to be able to get in there get a heart on and get off by yourself i had no idea any of that was real because yeah. if i did i would i would never be in that industry because at that never stage of life for me masturbation was something that happened behind a locked door not on camera you're right, Richard. I met with you. Remember the director always that comment whenever he would say to me, "Whenever you're ready, Richard." That was his sign of like, "I'm ready for the cum shot." You know, whenever you're ready. Well, you know? well I think about my my first ten movies. I came twice, and the only reason I had a career is because I happened to stumble into the industry at a time when they wanted actors, hmm. so I could act a little bit, which they treated me like Laurence Olivier. Um, and eventually, you can only fail so many times. I was drawn to succeeding in there. And there's, I've written a book about all this stuff, and it's long, so I don't want to dominate the conversation. That's but okay. I was drawn into, it helped heal a lot of damage done to me as a child to be a sex star. Because um, I had that pretty much crippled <laughs> growing up. Well, with me, Richard, if I could interject this. Growing up, I, I, and I've learned this through therapy and stuff, I always craved attention. I always felt neglected. And that was my way of getting it. Goddess, you understand what I'm saying here? That was my way of getting attention. And the, the, the ironic part is, I'll, I'll end it with this, is that in the area I was from in South Philly, a lot of the girls down in this area, you know, were very prudish. And I used to get turned down about, to a lot of dates by a lot of, you know, to my prom and stuff. When they found out about it, they were, I kind of felt good about it, you know, because I was, yeah. always, I was rejected. I'm not ashamed to say that. Well, I think you scratch any porn star, you're going to hear a story about too fat, too thin, too tall, too short. My tits were on backwards. You're 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 healing something by putting yourself out there exactly. to get back to even, so you can start it's over. It's therapeutic in some way. You're right. The other thing I wanted to offer was a historical perspective on uh, mix, mixing SM activities with sex in the 70s. Uh, the X-rated industry discovered that if you had straight sex films and you were being prosecuted no matter where, and that makes a big difference where, uh, you were less likely to get convicted if you didn't have SM activities in it. The places where the government got convictions is when they, miss, when they mixed sex and violence. Yeah, that was those, big. Those are the people that were going to go to jail. Uh, so they just stopped doing it. If you have SM activities, there's no penetration. There's no, there's no sexual activity. And then, but that that's broken down. Um, yeah, that was big in the 80s. You couldn't have any kind of like rape type stuff, you know? Well, the first people that had those combined went to jail. Max Hardcore was yeah. one. Uh, and Spallone was another guy that, that uh, had a career taken uh, over his company. Uh, because they, they tried to get by, get over that, and they couldn't. Um, but nowadays, it's all something else. And uh, uh, those rules are no longer in effect. Exactly. Plus, there's so anyway, many, getting... you know, when we started with the video, with the cell phones taking over, the whole means of production has changed. It used to cost $100,000 to make a movie in the 70s. Uh, now it costs the price of a cell phone. Um, yeah. So it, you get all kinds of things, and it's all out there, and good luck trying to control the flow. And that's only within our country, because um, the rest of the world is in the game too now. 
And but I hope God is very, I've answered your question, God, is about myself, that I was kind of a, a very, kind of a, actually a nerdy guy growing up, considered a nerdy guy. You know, I, was a, I went to college, I, was, I wanted to become uh -huh. a teacher. So, I mean, in a way, it was very therapeutic for me because when the girls found out about it in my area of South Philly, they couldn't believe it. Richard, you mean that Richard? <laughs> so the external the external validation was rewarding to you, and it made you feel better about yourself. Maybe yes, it did. It, That's yeah, good. I, mean, I, hope I, make, I hope I'm making sense to a degree. Oh, definitely, definitely. I think there's something a little bit uh, probably different about anybody who gets involved in the industry, whatever whatever yeah. facet. That you do get involved in. Yeah. That's my Agreed. story. Yeah. I just never, I mean, I, I was just a regular guy. You know, I was very thin, very skinny. I was like 5'10", 130 pounds. <laughs> you know? Well, see, now, Severi, you've got research to do on your own. you got to look up Eric Monty and Richard Pacheco, and then you can uh, yeah, yeah. do your own. Uh, I'm on hamster, right? Yeah, you'll, you'll, maybe you'll spend Are all you? time watching yeah. those movies. <laughs> Good, good. I'll be, con I'll be contacting you afterwards and like talking. In one of the scenes in Hamster, I'm on. It's called the uh, Peter North Secret. Uh, you know, lost videos. I'm on scene with uh, which calls there. You got us on next week. Billy uh, D. Yeah, Billy D. Yeah. I'm not with Nikki Knights. I think it was his girlfriend. Yeah. I remember. Uh, yeah, I remember your scene with Peter North. Uh, Peter North yeah. was here, and you were there, and everybody watched Peter yeah. North. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but uh, I had to do a, a couple weeks ago. I had to do a computer, I, I, computer repair, my full-time job, um, and I had to tr transfer. You know, when you you take one old computer and you put it to a new one, you want to transfer all their their information. I usually don't take pictures of stuff because it just it just kind of goes against my my grain. But th this is what the guy had for uh, bookmarks or for favorites on his page, let me see if I can zoom this in a little bit. This is nothing but spanking. And uh, that was just, uh, I mean, he had- Classic uh, stuff there. Yeah. yeah. And he, had, he did have the Searles funeral home, but uh, Supergirl spanked and, <laughs> and, and yeah, Steve Bear associated MF corner and spanking library clips and spanking on Bing video. And I mean, he, he covered the whole, uh, whole deal. Why? You should erase your history, right? Yeah. No, these are actual favorites. He wanted transferred to the new computer. Oh, oh he did. He wanted you to do that. That's great. Uh, uh, then he sat on his bed and farted the rest of the time. That <laughs> <laughs> costs extra. Yeah, yeah. Then he doesn't know why I don't return his calls when he's got computer. <laughs> yeah, he takes some Beano, dude. But uh, anyway, we have had a wonderful time with you. Uh, Severa, and uh, anything else you want to add for our show today? Oh, it's so great to meet you guys. Thank you so much for your questions, and um, thank you to you, Patrick, for moderating this. It was a pleasure to meet everybody. Yeah, yeah. Pleasure so, meeting you. Sure. You bet. Pleasure of course, uh, next week's guest is Billy D, and we hope he uh, he says, "I don't have to work at Costco. I think I can make it." So we're going to take him at his word, and. Uh, get Billy D on and I might have to call Herschel and Herschel will call Billy and says, just fucking show up. And <laughs> so anyway, I think that's going to be that. So anyway, again, uh, you can find uh, goddesssevera.com. She's got a website full of, full of things there. You can also find her on Twitter at goddesssevera 
as well. So uh, stay tuned for some of that. Also, again, I've got the uh, Lynn LeMay autographed movie cards. They're just 10 bucks, and it gives you 30 minutes free. You could watch anything you want to watch, not only Lynn, but others. And she has autographed the cards as well. So stay tuned for that as well. So anyway, again, uh, Goddess Severa, we thank you so much for being our guest tonight.